Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Welcome to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is sponsored uh, and dedicated in loving memory of Kori Ajmi's grandmother, Frida Haddad Aleha Shalom. Lilunishmat Frida Bat Rosa, sponsored by Kori and Mark Ajmi. Breakfast in the Class also sponsored by Simon Simatov, dedicated in honor and in gratitude to the staff, William, Rosa, Yolanda, Doris, Lucia, and Antonio. Hazaku Baruch, very, very special. <clears throat> Breakfast in the Class also has been sponsored by Shai Mahani, dedicated in celebration of the wedding of Diane and Jake Mahani, and as well, dedicated in loving memory on Lilu Nishmar Rabbi Hananya El Malim, Allah Shalom, sponsored by his grandson, Gabriel Amos. My friends, the Pasuk tells us that the people of Sodom were incredibly or exceedingly wicked. They were evil, Ra'im, and they were full of sins. Karimon, they were full of sins like a pomegranate. That's my tradition. To God, uh, uh, a lot. Okay, they were very, very evil. To God or by God's estimation. Now, it's very interesting. I saw that someone points out uh, something that's a little strange at first glance. If you were to read the Pasuk, you'll notice that in the uh, Ta'amim of the Pasuk, if, uh, if someone pays attention to the way the Pasukim are structured, a lot of times there are messages, besides from the words themselves, but in the way the Pasuk is structured. So that there's a Pasik in the Torah, that, which so to speak creates a break. And imagine a Pasik as a comma, okay? So it, it kind of gives you the flow. And they, you know, the, oh, the old joke goes, you know, uh, commas, pu punctuation is a matter of life or death. You guys know that, right? Punctuation is a matter of life or death. Because if you take the comma and you say, let's eat, comma, grandma, that means let's both have dinner. If you say, let's eat, grandma, then you're a cannibal, okay? So the, the punctuation is the difference between life or death. Let's look at the, the punctuation of this pasuk. The people of Sodom, they were wicked, they were evil. Kama. La Hashem me'od. To God a lot. Where do you put the comma in that sentence? Nowhere. Right? It's one long sentence. The people of Sodom were wicked and evil to God. They were very wicked and evil to God. What is this? They were wicked and evil. Kama. To God a lot. What is that? That doesn't even make sense. So I want to share with you something that I was thinking about uh, over the last couple days with regards to the people of Sodom. The Pasuk, sorry, the Gemara tells us some horrible things about the people of Sodom. Uh, I'll give you an example. The Gemara says that when a person would come to Sodom, every person would give him a dinar, a good amount of money, but they would write on the coin, they would write their name. Guy's looking at the coin, has the name of the guy, Cohen, right across the front of the coin. He, he's, okay, the guy, you know, he needs to give you the money. What is I don't care if he writes his name on it. Puts it in his pocket. Next guy goes, guy gives him, Dinar, writes his name on it, Levy. All right, it's a weird custom they have in the, in the community. They write their names. But on the money they give to Zedakah, I don't know, maybe they, those people, they write their name on a dollar. They want to see how, how far it goes before it comes back to them. Every person writes their name on the money. Now the guy has in his pocket, he did very well. He has 50 dinar in his pocket. 
He goes to the store, he figures, you know, let me buy a sandwich before I uh, carry on. They won't sell him any money. They won't sell him any, any food in Sedom for his money. He goes and he tries to buy a hot pretzel, nothing. Any money that came from Sedom, from the people there, they wouldn't sell him anything to money that had the name on it. The guy winds up dying in the streets of Sedom of hunger with a pocket full of money and the Gemara says something chilling. And all the people of Sodom would come and each one would take the coin that had his name on it, they'd take it back. Chilling, right? You think about, you think about this process. The guy comes to you, tell him no. You want him to die of starvation. Tell him no. Let him die of starvation because he couldn't use any, he couldn't, I didn't have any money to buy food. Why do you got to give him the money and then have the money not accepted and then go take your money back? What was the point of this weird charade? Let's carry on for one second. What else do we know about the people of Sodom? The people of Sodom, what do we know about them? Um, they, would, they would refuse to ever have or entertain guests in their home. And how did they refuse to entertain guests in their home? A very strange way that they would refuse to entertain guests. If someone calls you and says, I want to stay in your house for Shabbat, and you don't want them to stay, what do you say? No. no. Sounds pretty easy, right? No. So don't, they don't want to do that. The guy is short. They bring him to a very big bed. And they say, look, you're short. You don't fit on the big bed. The guy's like, no, no, it's fine. There's a, you know... It's ad, like they say, it's ad ad bichlal. There's enough room on either side for me. Then no, no, you have to fit the bed. They take his hands, they chain them to the bed on the top, on the legs to the bottom, and they would stretch him until he broke all his bones. Now he fits the bed. If a guy was tall, they would put him on a short bed, they would, take, they would chop off his feet. Mejnoon people. You don't want the guy to stay by you. What do you tell him? No! You have to bring him into your house, put him in a bed, and chop his legs off. It's very weird, right? This process. The cruelty of the people of Sodom. It's excessive, and for what? I want to add to the question, really, for one second. The Mishnah tells us that there's different midot that people could have. If a person says, Sheli, Sheli, what's mine is mine. Shelach, shelach, what's yours is yours. What's that? What's that called? Anyone know? What's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. That's a sadiq. What's mine is mine. Sheli, sheli. Shelach, shelach, what's that called? This is midat sedom? Why? That's a very strange way of defining Midat Sedom. That's Midat Sedom. Midat Sedom is chopping people's legs off. Midat Sedom is not what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. You understand? What's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. That doesn't describe giving everyone, giving the poor guy some money and then not selling him any food and not selling him, not giving him a place to stay and then having him die in the streets and everyone coming taking their money back. The answer, my friends, is that the wickedness of Sodom was very unique. Rabbi Yisrael Salanta used to point out in this Gemara that it's interesting because 
No one took anyone else's money. So if it said Cohen and the other guy said Levi, you didn't take his money. The wickedness of Sodom was not that they stole your money. That wasn't, that wasn't their thing. They had a thing. And what was their thing about? It was against helping people. They had a thing against helping people. They believed that if someone was made poor by God, then that's God's intention for him. So for me to give that guy tzedakah, I'm going against Borei Olam. I'm going against God. Now the truth is, their idea is not so far off. And I want to share with you an interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, Virapo yirape. What does that mean, Virapo yirape? It says the Gemara, Mikan, we learn from here, Shenitan reshut larofe lerapot. We learn from the Pasuk, Virapo yirape, that a, do a doctor is allowed to heal a sick patient that comes to him. So I always was wondering, what does that mean? You're allowed to? Why would you not be allowed to? And the, the Mepharshim explained that maybe if someone is sick, that's God's plan for him. Who are you to intervene with God's plan and give the guy medicine? Sounds to me like the Hava Amina of the Gemara, what the Gemara thought in the first place, which you then needed a pasuk to tell you, that you're allowed actually to heal. You don't think that that's Hashem's plan. No, Hashem put this situation in front of you for you to make better, for you to involve yourself, for you to intervene, for you to heal the person. That also sounds like what the people in Sodom were saying. So the Gemara's Hava Amina was the people in Sodom's Maskana. That if Hashem made him poor, he's supposed to stay poor. So you know what? I'm going to make sure, not only am I not going to give him, I'm going to create a culture where he can't ever get something. Because that's how God made him. God made him that way to suffer. He's not supposed to have it easy. You know, I always imagine this people in, in Sedom looking at a person who gives tzedakah. Toeva! Mabisir! Not allowed! How are you doing that? Abomination! So I think that there's something very interesting here. Maybe this is a way to read the Pasuk. The Pasuk reads... The people from Sedom, Ra'im v'hataim, Kama. Lahashem me'od. They left much to God. They left people's healing to God. They left people's money to God. They left people sleeping to God. They left everything to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why am I sharing with you this understanding? They left it to God. Because I think we hear echoes of the wickedness of Sodom sometimes in the way that we speak. How often does someone come to you and they tell you about a problem and what's your answer? Hashem Ya'azor. Bezrat Hashem. La Hashem Me'od. We're leaving a lot to Hashem. Now, of course, uh, when we've done everything we can, then it's a good time to leave a lot to Hashem. But what made the people wicked was that before they attempted to intervene, they, let, they gave it all to God. They gave the entire problem to God. My friends, when the Pasuk tells us, Lashem Haaretz Umloah, Hashem owns the whole world. The Gemara Berachot says that there seems to be a contradiction. God owns the whole world. But then another Pasuk says, Vehaaretz Natan Libne Adam. Answers the Gemara. 
kan la'achar beracha. So one pasuk says that God owns everything. This coffee is Hashem's. Another pasuk says, He gave it all to human beings. Well, which is it? Is it God's or is it, is it man's? Answers the Gemara. Before the beracha belongs to Hashem. I make the beracha, the price of the, berakha, of the coffee is the fact that I made the beracha. Now it becomes mine. But my friends, there's another way of reading that pasuk. Hashamayim shamayim la Hashem doesn't mean that Hashem in heaven drinks all the coffee. Hashem in heaven eats all the apples. Hashem in heaven has all the paninis and the steaks and the ice creams. But when it comes to the earth, Hashem gave those physical things to us. Rather, in shamayim, ose shalom bimromav. In the heavens, the job of creating peace belongs to God. In the heavens, the, God, the job of creating shlemut, making things whole, belongs to God. Making things work belongs to God. Veha'aretz, but on earth, natan, not the, the gifts of the earth only, not just the benefits of the earth only, but on earth, God gave us the responsibility of earth. Veha'aretz natan adam. There's a poor person. There's a lonely person. There's a, a person who's suffering. There's a person who's sick. Natan libne Adam, he gave all of those to mankind to try and fix. My friends, I think that there's something very special about our parasha, about Abraham Avinu. You know, one of the things that we read about Abraham Avinu, and we'll read more about it next week, is that Abraham Avinu, aside from going on this journey of self-discovery, Abraham Avinu, wherever he goes, he creates a following of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And how does he do that? How does Abraham Avinu create a following in the name of God? What was Abraham Avinu's Vayikra B'Shem Hashem? The rabbis tell us that Abraham Avinu was notea, was nata eshel. He planted a tree. And the Chachamim explain that this Eshel that Abraham Avinu planted, what was the nature of this Eshel, of this tree? Was that a magic tree he planted? That's what he did? And they explain that the letters that spell the word Eshel is Achila, Shtia, and two opinions, either Levaya or Lina. He gave people to eat, he gave people to drink, and he gave people a place to sleep. Or he gave people to eat, he gave people to drink, and he accompanied them on their way. Okay? I always thought so interesting that these two versions of Eshel, they seem to be exact opposites of one another. Achila Shtia, he gave him to eat, he gave him to drink, Lina, oh, they stayed. Or the other opinion is Achila Shtia, Levaya, he took them away. How could it be that we have two opinions which mean the opposite of one another? And the answer is they don't mean the opposite of one another. They're referring not the two, perhaps, opinions of what Avraham Avinu gave, but they're referring to two guests that Avraham Avinu hosted. One guest ate, drank, took the Kool-Aid, learned all about God, became religious, was Baal stayed in his house, Lina, he stayed, slept over. The other guest, he ate, he drank, Hazaku Baruch, I'm out of here. But Avraham Avinu, did not begrudge the person who ate and drank and left. 
who ate and drank and didn't want to become religious. He gave that person also. It's our job to do our very best to feed all those that come here. And after we've done everything that we can, then what do we do? We turn to God and we say, the outcome is up to you. It was Abraham Avinu's job to feed them, to give them to drink, to teach them, to ask them to say, Berkat Amazon. What the guy did afterwards, Loma Anyenoti, Abraham Avinu says. That's up to you, Hashem, whether it catches. So the difference between Abraham Avinu and the people of Sodom lies exactly in this point. And that maybe is what the Mishnah is teaching us. What was so evil about the people of Sodom? Sheli, Sheli, Shelach, Shelach, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours, great. What's so wrong about that? The answer is, that was the whole philosophy. It wasn't about taking from you. It wasn't about not giving to you. It was if God made you poor, if God made you suffer, that's what you should, that's what you should stay with. So I stay in my lane and you stay in your lane and never the twain shall meet. From Abraham Avinu, we learn exactly the opposite. It's our job to do our very best, to influence, to raise, to educate, to help everyone else around us. And what happens after that? I'll never forget a conversation we were having with my rabbi, Rav, Rav Berkowitz. And uh, some of the guys, they were all becoming rabbis, and they said, you know, it's so hard when you're, you're in a community or you're in a school or you're in university campus and you're working so hard to teach, to educate, you do a whole thing. And then at the end, the people, they don't, they don't even respond, right? They don't even, they don't even show appreciation. You worked so hard, they just get up, they leave. My rabbi smiled and he said, well, then it's a good thing. We don't do this job for the appreciation. The guy wants to eat, he wants to eat, he wants to eat, he wants to drink, he wants to leave. Fadal. The guy wants to come to the house and then right after the main course, tell you, oh, I have to, I'm sorry, I have to go. My grandmother's fish died. Okay. End of the day, what'd you do? You gave a guy food, some food on a Friday night. You gave him a little bit of a Shabbat Seudah. It's not the way you would have wanted it. Okay, said that. Lashem me'od. Leave that to God. The only question is, where's the comma? Where do we put that comma? Do we, put, uh, do we say that everything is on God before we've tried? Do we say, Baruch Hashem, Be'ezat Hashem, Hashem will help before we've tried? Or do we say it after we've tried? After we've tried, that's a sign of Emunah. Before we've tried, that's a sign of the Midah of Sedom. May Hashem bless us, Be'ezat Hashem, we should be Zocheh all the time, uh, to always put in our very best effort, to never become discouraged when the outcome isn't exactly what we want, and to leave it to God after we've done our best, but not before, and not relying on Hashem to solve the problems when Hashem gave us the wherewithal to solve the problems. There's enough wealth in this world today to wipe out world poverty. Only question is, is if, is if there's enough goodwill in this world to wipe out world poverty. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.